Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of the Mangalogue podcast. My name is John and I am the sole host of the podcast. This is just a weekly 15 to 30 minute family friendly, spoiler free manga introduction podcast. Uh, I basically every week give you a taste of a new manga in hopes that it piques your interest and you discover your new favorite series as a result. Maybe get you to try something you normally wouldn't have gone out of your way to find. Um, I try to focus on series that are only legally available and are available in both digital and print formats because I want to make this as accessible as possible to the most amount of people. Um, And and as a result of that, I try to um, cover series of all demographics and genres. Um, I'm trying not to be too, like, focused on one, though I do read a lot of shonen, um, which is, you know, manga aimed at, like, teenage boys. Uh, because, I don't know, there's typically what I gravitate towards. Um, yeah, but I generally try to pick stuff that's... Even if I go out of my way to pick series that I don't typically read, um, I, I generally try to pick stuff that's, like, well-regarded or at least popular, you know, despite not being my cup of tea. Though there are definitely episodes where I like to highlight stuff that's not as well-known or talked about. Um, so basically, I'm all over the place. <laughs> um, but yeah, this week's episode is on that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Kind of a mouthful. Um, but uh, it's uh, based off of a light novel series. So those typically have... Well, actually, that's pretty uh, short for a light novel um, <laughs> title, to be honest. But there's a lot of light novels that have ridiculous names that are longer than that. Uh, but it's written by somebody who goes by Fuse in all caps. It's stylized in all caps. Um, it's illustrated by uh, Taiki Kawakami. Um, that's the person that illustrates the manga. Um, and then we have character designs by Mitzvah. I'm assuming they did the original character designs for the light novel series, so they're being credited as the character designer for the manga as well, since the manga uses those designs. Um, this is uh, considered a fantasy series, just straight fantasy. Uh, I would I would probably add like comedy to that, um, but that's how I see like Kodansha... Um, you know, marketing it and uh, like Wikipedia lists it as a as a fantasy. So, um, but also shonen is the demographic, uh, which I explained as uh, you know teenage boys. Uh, I think Wikipedia listed like eight of the magazine that's part of, which is uh, Kodansha's um, monthly magazine shonen, uh, monthly shonen series. Um, they listed it as ages sixteen to twenty one. Um, but uh, some other uh, manga that run in that magazine. Uh, you might have heard of uh, Cells at Work is one. Um, Ico Incarnation is another. Those both have received uh, anime adaptations. Uh, Ico is actually a Netflix exclusive, um, at least for the American Netflix. I don't know how internationally how things work. Um, Cells at Work has uh, uh, anime on uh, Crunchyroll. Um, and uh, yeah, so this magazine is actually ongoing, as is the manga adaptation for um, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. Uh, so it's actually a magazine that's not defunct, unlike some of the other manga I've covered that have been a part of like seinen, seinen magazines um, that have gone defunct years ago. Uh, this one's still going. So uh, yeah, it's got a decent amount of uh, manga that are pretty popular. So that's that's good. That bodes well for the series. <laughs> um, currently, there are 10 uh, volumes out in Japan uh, of the manga, and uh, there are eight out in English. The original uh, light novels have, uh, there's 13 currently out, and I think that's still ongoing too. There's only four in English, um, published by uh, Yen Press. And then it has an anime adaptation uh, that's actually pretty popular. Um, it's got scheduled for uh, 25 episodes. There's only 21 out in English, so it's still going. People probably forgot about the second half of the series since, 
you know, it's a new anime season. There's a bunch of new shows to pay attention to. But yeah, it's still going. Um, it's uh, adapted by Studio 8-Bit. Um, they've done lots of light novel adaptations. Infinite Shadows, Fruit of Gazaya, so on and so forth. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, light novel series um, is actually the was actually the fifth best-selling title of 2018 with uh, like over half a million uh, copies sold. But the manga... Um, is actually selling a lot more. Um, that same year, it sold three and a half, almost three and a half million copies. Um, it's the ninth best-selling title of 2018 uh, for manga. Um, so uh, yeah, and it definitely, uh, I can definitely see why, because uh, the manga adaptation is actually really good. I don't know why, but I, I sometimes I'm a little wary of like reading a manga based off of a. Uh, you know, either like a movie or um, that's already had a light novel and anime adaptation. For some reason, it's just like, I don't know, I feel like I'm getting like a watered down version. But no, this uh, this manga adaptation is really good. And and based on like some of the little bit of research I did about like the, the anime and the um, light novels, they're, they're all equally like um, well regarded. So that's pretty cool. I'm definitely uh, curious in checking out uh, all three uh, versions or the I should say the other two versions. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually, the, for the anime, uh, Rimaru is the uh, protagonist of, of the series. He actually just got, he just won Best Protagonist uh, in the recent uh, Crunchyroll Awards. I, I didn't really follow the awards, um, and I didn't know who the other nominees were, but I thought it was pretty cool that he popped up on there. Um, I could definitely see why from, from you know, reading a bit of this manga. So, uh, yeah. But anyways, um, I guess to start off, this is a, um, again, this is a fantasy series, but more specifically, it's an isekai, uh, which is... Uh, a term people have been using for a while now, probably since uh, Sword, Art, Sword Art Online came out and popularized the whole concept of basically uh, a protagonist being whisked away to another world. Um, it's, uh, you know, either through means of reincarnation or they're suddenly trapped in another world. You know, like Sword Art Online, the whole conceit was that, hey, he's trapped in a VR, uh, VR MMORPG. Um, and basically, if he dies in the game, he dies in real life, that kind of thing. Um, some, some shows don't even, <laughs> they kind of just cut to the quick. They, the protagonist is suddenly whisked away and, uh, they have no idea why they, they're there, how they got there. Uh, ReZero is a, a popular one. He just kind of like, <laughs> he's just kind of going shopping one night at like a Seven Eleven or something. And he walks outside and, uh, kind of like rubs his eyes and then opens his eyes and he's in a fantasy world. So <laughs> like some of them are really, um, you know, really, they just cut to the chase. They just just want to throw the protagonist. Something that is just really appealing about someone, you know, like you or me, uh, in a, just a normal everyday world. Like our life's not like terrible, but it's not great either. And then suddenly you get to make something of yourself in a, in a brand new world, fantasy world, free from all your previous, you know, life's troubles. I guess there's something appealing about that, that uh, a lot of uh, people in the uh, anime community, otaku community are really drawn to. Um, which I can understand. It's like kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like, it's just like a paradise. So you, you don't have to worry about the rules and um, stuff from your, you know, previous existence, the responsibilities. Um, the, some like ReZero kind of take a dark turn, um, but, and you know, some of them try to deconstruct, I don't really like using that word, but some of them like to deconstruct the genre. Uh, a slime really is just, um, it's just really kind of like following the, I guess the, general uh, not general format of these but like it's just kind of going with the flow like it's not it's not trying to challenge this or deconstruct this uh genre 
it's like he he gets he's he's a human he gets stabbed and then wakes up he's reincarnated into a fantasy world <laughs> and it literally it's in the title the time i got reincarnated is a slime um and uh it's uh yeah it's, it's i said it was a straight fantasy uh this is like more like high fantasy not like not like game of thrones uh, but more i guess akin to like I don't know, uh, Lord of the Rings, where, like, there's different races, dwarves, goblins, elves, uh, you know, giant monsters, and there's humans, too. Um, but there, there, it has some rules unique to its world that are, are kind of interesting. Um, I'm not going to spoil them. Uh, I'll let you guys discover those on your own if you decide to to read this. But um, it's actually, it's a, it's a really um, pretty straightforward fantasy. Um, like, their depictions of dwarves and elves and stuff are what you would imagine, and what even, like, the protagonist, Rimuru, imagines um, them to be. Uh, so, it's even he's just like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a typical fantasy world that I'm familiar with, um, based on my knowledge of, like, you know, reading um, manga series or, or playing video games, like Dragon Quest or something, you know, like, he's very familiar with it. In fact, the slime, is that's, like, one of the, um, like, most iconic villains in uh, the Dragon Quest series. So you can definitely tell where the inspiration is from. In fact, like the, a lot of the uh, art for this, um, not like the art inside the the manga itself, like you know the panels, but like like the ch- like the, the table of contents. It's like eight um, bit, kind of like pixelated. Kind of reminds you of a video game. Um, you know, just the way like uh, the the in between like the chapter covers are. are um, it's uh, all very reminiscent of a video game, which is pretty cool. Uh, so it's clear where the inspirations came from. Um, but yeah, so you're, you're following this dude, uh, that's reincarnated to a new world. Um, I forget what his original name was like in his human life, but, um, in this world, his name's Rimuru. Um, and he gets his name, uh, well, you'll see, you see how he gets his name, but, um, you're just kind of following him as a slime. <laughs> so that, that in itself is a really unique concept because typically guys that are reincarnated or end up in this fantasy world, they typically are still like humans. Sometimes they're super overpowered, um, like Kirito and Sora Online. Um, other times they have to kind of work their way up to that point. Uh, or they discover they have some like innate ability, you know, that kind of gives them an, an advantage in this new world. Maybe their pre-existing knowledge of their world, their human existence, kind of gives them an edge up in this fantasy world. Um, other times <laughs> they go in completely underpowered and uh, <laughs> and get their butts handed to them. Uh, as in case, um, with, as in, as in case, uh, words, uh, like Subaru and, um, um, ReZero, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm not gonna go into too many spoilers with other series, I'm trying not to, uh, yeah, I don't want to compare this too much, but it, it's good to have, uh, like, an idea of how this genre typically handles things, because then it gives you a different, you know, sort of appreciation, uh, for how, uh, the author tackles this, uh, this trope, or I guess this, uh, genre, um, it's a it, yeah, so it's a straight fantasy, but I I marked it as a kind of like a um, kind of like a, a comedy, and I'll get into that later. But yeah, so you're following Rimuru. I'm sorry, he's making um, alliances. Uh, he's kind of making the most of his existence in this world since he really doesn't need anyone to survive. Um, but uh, you you, you kind of just see how he gets by in the world, how he starts to befriend people and win them over, uh, despite being a monster in this world. Um, feels very video gamey, like he's doing quests, basically. It feels like he's doing quests like, to help these people to kind of, you know, he helps them, they help him. Um, I just get really, like, super positive vibes uh, from this manga and from Rimuru as a protagonist. Um, he seems like a really nice and, like, generally cool dude. Um, and, and not to mention, he's really, he's, like, really charming, really funny. Um, 
typically uh, protagonists in in these series they they tend to be like total buffoons really with like hardly any like redeemable qualities yet like everyone namely like women tend to fawn over them <laughs> for no reason uh and and a lot of the times in series like this uh, the protagonist accumulates basically what is essentially a harem um but you know even if it's not like literally it's basically that's what's what's going on um but i haven't seen that yet in this series which is really nice and uh you know like rimuru he's a dude like he's a dude i mean he's a straight you know hetero or yeah heterosexual male like he's gonna have some you know like sexual fantasies about like elves you know, meeting an elf woman in this in this world but like it's not it's actually surprisingly tame um surprisingly tame uh so that has definitely been good not a lot of like fan service actually barely any i don't think i've seen like you know you've got the scantily clad like goblins at one point you do see some elf women and like you know they're you know some of them are quite um <laughs> well endowed <laughs> um sorry my dog is trying to get all over my lap <laughs> uh but so but yeah this has been like surprisingly wholesome so it's uh been a, a pretty good breath of fresh air um i'm really enjoying you know just how uh i don't know just how like positive and really cool the protagonist is like despite being that 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 you know trapped in another world uh protagonist uh, i expected certain things from him and i actually didn't get them which was cool he does get that over powered factor that a lot of protagonists in these type of um series get but the 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 way he um the author goes about giving him these abilities is pretty interesting i think it's and it's really i don't know it's just really cool i think the fact that he's a slime really um <laughs> wins me over because one they draw the slime so cute he's he's freaking adorable um and <laughs> it's just like seeing some of the things that he says in the manga and just seeing that those words come from a little cute slime monster just feels it just I don't know it adds like this element of like comedy but you know in the cuteness factor and I just found myself smiling a lot while reading it's uh and it's actually the comedy is quite good in general like it's just like I've had quite a few um laugh out loud moments which is you know certain series it's hard to get that out of me like maybe you'll get like a little I don't know like small chuckle or something uh from me but like I never I, I rarely laugh out loud when I'm reading a manga uh, if it, you know, if it's trying to, you know, play for comedy, I, I, it's, it's, you know, it can be tough to win me over in like a manga format for some reason. Like, whereas like with anime or something, I don't know, maybe it's just having the delivery of the voice actors and the musical cues and stuff. And, you know, they control the pacing of the, the comedy. I, I tend to laugh more, uh, watching anime, but with manga, you, you control the pacing. It's very, it's, it's a lot tougher to, um, accomplish the same type of, uh, you know, humor that you would, um, because you're lacking some of those, uh, some of those um, aspects that you would see in in, a, in an anime, some of those uh, things that kind of complement humor at times, like music and and the voice acting and stuff like that. So, um, but I I the writing, to be honest, the dialogue, the writing is just so witty and and clever that I just like it's it's been surprisingly like laugh out loud funny for me. So I'm really enjoying it. I really think they should have added like the comedy tag to this. I don't know if it thinks to just get more, you know, serious over time or something. And maybe that's why it's not considered a comedy series. But right now, like a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that just goes on is just, it's so ridiculous and so funny, especially because a lot of the times, like people in this world that interact with uh, Rimuru, because he's a slime, they, um, a lot of the, a lot of the comedic moments come from the fact that he, because he's a slime, they kind of underestimate him. And, uh, and you know that he is super powerful and at he can but he can hide his aura i guess that he gives off because like in this world people can detect if you have like a powerful aura about you 
um so he he can kind of like mute it for a bit and then like and then show it off and then like sh- you know shock the pants off of the people that he's interacting with um so it you know a lot of the a lot of the uh, comedy comes from like the reactions to him and and a lot of like like the goblins that he meets in this world they 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 basically see him as like a god which is so funny like you just see this <laughs> you just see this imagine just like a, a slime monster with like uh, uh, just sitting on top of a throne just like commanding these these goblins like that's what it feels like it's just it's really funny to watch <laughs> like this little dude is just he's this all-powerful being and like people respect and worship him which it's really nice or i should say like it's really it's just really fun uh and i i can definitely see why rimuru um one best protagonist in, in the Crunchyroll Awards because he's just so he, he's really he's just like everything that protagonists in these series are not <laughs> um so he's got that charm factor he's got the cuteness factor um and I've seen some things that, uh some foreshadowing about his I don't actually I'm not gonna spoil it but it's it seems like uh he is able to um take on different forms so I'm wondering if like um you know him not being a slime all the time will affect that for me so i'll have to wait and see but but a lot of this has to do with the fact that he's just like this cute little slime and it's just adorable and and hilarious uh to see some of the things he says just come from this tiny body you know like this tiny squishy slime body um and to see people like so intimidated but like you know so reverent of him despite being this tiny slime that for the most part he just he's just kind of like lackadaisical like he's just taking this world as it is and just kind of going like i said going with the flow like um it, it's nice it and if you are intimidated by the fact that this is like a fantasy like a high fantasy you know maybe that's not typically your genre of choice um since he's like a protagonist from our world like a human world he i think the it makes it more um palatable for people that are typically not into this stuff like he he, you know, he, he's like one of the, he's like one of those protagonists you have in the world. It's like, well, he's kind of like, oh, okay. He's making observations about the world that makes sense, um, and and kind of gives a reader, you know, a nice. It's like a tour guide, you know, <laughs> it gives him a, a nice, uh, per, you know, a, a person to follow through the world, um, so that things aren't so intimidating. The terminology and stuff like that. It's very it's very simple. Like it's not anything crazy. They're not throwing around a bunch of like weird, you know, terminology, and you're not having to follow, you know, I don't know, like. Game of Thrones, you're following a lot of royal families and uh, like just like this really deep lore. Um, and granted, the it, it's slowly introducing that stuff. Like it's slowly introducing bits and pieces of this lore. And it's been fun to learn about the world. Like, yeah, you know, this is a fantasy world, so there's certain things you can expect. But um, it has been fun just learning bits and pieces about how things work in this world, especially as I mentioned earlier, like some of the stuff unique to this, uh, this the rules unique to this fantasy world um, that have been uh, pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, um, I think the only thing I really didn't touch on too much was the art. Again, I mentioned a lot that Rimuru is super cute. Um, but the art is really, really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, the art is really good. There you go. That's my, uh, observation. Uh, no, it's just, uh, it's, I say this a lot, but it's really detailed. Like a lot of thought was put into the, you know, the clothing, the backgrounds, um, even like the interp, some like really, uh, unique uh interpretations like you wouldn't think somebody would be able to accomplish in a uh, visual format uh one of the little excerpts at the end of the uh, first volume mentioned it was the original author mentioning how he was curious to see how the manga um the the manga artist would adapt uh the earlier parts of um the novel because as a slime he has no sense of you know sight 
and stuff like that. So like how that would be interpreted in a visual form, um, might, you know, in, in a novel, in a novel form, written form, it's, uh, it's not that, you know, it's not as difficult, but when, uh, to try to interpret that into a visual medium, um, you, it was curious to see how, how effective that would be. And then it turned out really well, like the artist did a really good job. Um, and it seems like despite, you know, working with like a lot of familiars, um, you know, familiar concepts, goblins, so on and so forth, they still add like their own, I don't know, like their own unique uh, flair to it, I guess. Um, it's not, you know, you see, you see, I, you do see designs of characters. It's like, okay, that's what I expected a dwarf to look like. That's what I expected a, you know, like a priest to look like. Um, but I don't know. I, I just really enjoy it. It's like very clean, um, very clean art, um, uh, very detailed um, and lots of, uh, you know, lots of uh, comedic panels um, especially, you know, when the slime's involved. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I mean, I guess this is good because the slime is the focus of the story. You know, Rima was the focus of the story. So any panel that he's on, I just absolutely adore. Like, <laughs> it's just so fun to see him in this uh, slime form. Um, one of the, um, things, another author comment was that he was worried that because the, the cast wasn't as fleshed out yet. Like there's not a lot of notable, notable people. Like you're just working with Rimuru is like the most iconic, uh, um, character so far in like the first volume, but you do, um, see some more, uh, characters. I mean, you'll see them on like the, the art for the series. If you look up anything or, um, you know, some future, um, volume covers, you see that there are other, um, characters that have more like unique designs, um, to them right now. You're seeing like a lot of like samey looking goblins and dwarves and stuff like that. Um, but there are, it does seem like there's going to be some, uh, you know, if you're worried after the first volume, like there's, you know, well, there's not a lot of like main characters yet. Um, there are going to be, um, and the, the author says as much in the author comments, like, Hey, don't worry. Um, I, there are going to be some more, um, um, interesting, you know, more interesting main, main characters that are going to be added to the cast in the future. So, uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, the, the English uh, adaptation translation, uh, in general, like a lot of the, I love the bonus, uh, content in the, uh, the manga volumes. Like at the end of the first volume, there was, um, a whole, um, basically interpretation of the story, uh, the events that took place throughout the first volume, uh, um, by this dragon character that you meet in the beginning of the manga. And it was really, okay. So dragons, like if you were to give a dragon a personality, you might give, you know, well, depending on your interpretation of a dragon, but like, you can like this all powerful being that's like, you know, just focus on like, I don't know, destruction or something, or maybe like a graceful god type. Uh, well, this he, this dragon's like more like arrogant. Uh, he knows how powerful he is, but so like he frequently looks under, or um, you know, kind of um, puts up his nose at like lesser beings, um, and uh, he just has that kind of personality. And so seeing his interpretation of things that are going on uh, in the first volume is pretty cool. It's actually in written format, so there's like there's no art. Like there's several pages of just like text. But like it's very like again just like the rest of the dialogue in the in the manga, um it's very like witty it's very um funny um and just easy to read um it's really nice um I really like the bonus content in this manga, and then of course you get like little you know little extra shorts um I just I just love the the complete package of of the the manga adaptation it if you're worried about like like how I was like how I said I typically am it's like if you're worried about like a watered down version of like the anime or the light novel you definitely don't have to be worried they add 
uh, they add a lot to the uh, manga adaption, which is really nice. It's it's and it's no wonder why it's sold you know more than the actual light novels in twenty eighteen. I mean, granted, I don't know if that's a factor of like just manga in general is more popular or what, or maybe it's because of the magazine it's a part of. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It's really good, guys. Um, but don't take my word for it. Uh, if you would like to check it out, um, again there are let's see, um, ten volumes in Japan, but eight out in English. So. There are eight volumes available. I think I got like the first, uh, what did I get? I'm going to check actually. Okay, I got the first four in the um, Kodansha Humble bundle. But Kodansha is always like having stuff on sale. So if you just pay attention to their website, um, um, at least digitally, I know they have a lot of uh, sales. Usually they're themed. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Slime uh, got, uh, you know, was on sale again. Um, but I definitely uh, encourage checking out the first volume, see if it's your, uh, if you're, it's your thing. Um, uh, it's yeah it's worth the I think it's worth the read it's a very um a very easy just like heartwarming kind of read it's just super I don't know just super refreshing that's like the main word I could attribute to the series that's really refreshing I really like it um but uh yeah I think that is it um mm, yeah okay uh so I'm sl- I've been slacking on this but um I I generally try to have like a parting gift or something or a recommendation at the end of the episode. Uh recently I I listened to um a manga Mavericks uh episode with um they had a special guest that works in I guess works in the comic book industry specific, but specifically focuses on manga. They work for um oh man, what was it called? Uh Comicopia, I think it was called. Um and the the guest name was Mor- Morgana, I believe. Yeah, they had a really interesting discussion about like Morgana's job. Uh, she works at a, com- a place called Comicopia. She kind of manages uh, there and um, talks about what it's like managing uh, a comic book shop, going to uh, conventions and stuff like that. The you know some of the financials behind it, um, and, and basically like what they try to focus on. Um, you know, knowing your knowing your uh, audience, knowing your consumer base. You know that type of thing, and uh, they also uh, discuss. And this is another reason why I want to mention this. Uh, they discuss um, Akiko Higashimura's um, Princess Jellyfish. Now, I didn't cover Princess Jellyfish on the podcast yet, but I did have an episode on Tokyo Tarareba Girls, which um, apparently Morgana is also a really big fan of. Um, so they they discuss like just like the type of things that um, Higashimura does really well with her manga. And, and they get into the nitty gritty with uh, Princess Jellyfish. Um, I wasn't too concerned about spoilers. I don't think they went into anything crazy major as far as I can remember. Um, but, you know, without having the full context, I, I probably am not going to remember any of the spoilers anyways, because <laughs> I don't remember any like major spoilers. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really great discussion. Uh, again, if you want to learn more about the, uh, you know, just like what it's like working on, at least the English side of things, the manga industry, um, and also, if you want to learn more about um, Akiko Higashimura, if you happen to listen to that episode I had on Tokyo Tarareba Girls, wants to learn more about her other work, uh, Princess Jellyfish, definitely give you. Uh, I, de- I definitely encourage you to check that episode out. Um, that's again, that's Manga Mavericks. Um, you can you know check it out on Twitter. They have uh, right now. They have that um, episode pinned, episode seventy-seven, uh, with Morgana, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a really really good listen. Uh, definitely recommend. Um, not, yeah, I guess that'll be my parting gift for the week. Uh, as for next week, um, I think the series that I want to cover, again, I'm kind of working my way through this uh, Kodansha Humble Bundle. This is a seinen series, so taking a break from shonen again, because uh, I notice I, I give you guys a lot of shonen series. 
not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, just try to mix things up. Uh, so another seinen series, this is uh, Mushishi, and it's written and illustrated by Urushibara Yuki. Um, and that, um, I have the full 10 volumes of that, so I'm going to see how much of that I can get through uh, before next week. And uh, I think that that series is complete, so full 10 volumes, uh, not a crazy uh, lengthy read if you guys are more interested in stuff that, you know, instead of stuff that's ongoing, because I know some people don't like to read stuff that's ongoing. Um, this is a complete, full, complete series. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be uh, talking about that next week, and uh, oh, I just want to thank you guys for listening, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll see you guys next week.